This is Issues 2023. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Kansas State Fair General Manager Brian Schultz. Welcome to Issues 2023, Brian. Well, good morning, and thank you very much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. How long have you been GM at the fair? I started uh, two years ago, August 2nd. So uh, my first fair was uh, exactly six weeks uh, from start to when the fair happened. So it was, uh, I think we've said initiation by fire when I, when I first took over. That sounds <laughs> like that was a tough, tough time. How was that in relation to, uh, the COVID pandemic? Was that in the, was that middle afterwards or what? It was right after, uh, in 2020, we didn't have a fair. And then I took over, uh, in, uh, 21. So it was just coming back from the, the pandemic and, mm. and having to work through all of that, not knowing, whether or not there would be a mask mandate, whether or not there would be, you know, other issues put into or, or suggestions put into play. Uh, I did have the opportunity to meet with the governor and we, we uh, put a plan together and, uh, you know, it was a it was a good year. Uh, before you arrived in uh, before arriving in Hutchinson, I believe you worked in North Dakota. Is that correct? Yes, I ran the Red River Valley Fair in West Fargo, North Dakota for about 13, 14 years. Uh, and then uh, was hired as the CEO of the Oregon State Fair, and that's when the pandemic hit, and uh, they said that they couldn't go through with the uh, the, uh, contract. So there I was with uh, nothing, and then uh, our family decided to look in another direction. I was uh, talked to by a headhunter, and he said, hey, I got a position down in New Mexico. Are you interested? And so my family and I moved down to New Mexico, and I ran a uh, closed uh, convention center because COVID hit really, really hard down there as well. Oh, wow. Wow. What an impact. All right, so where did you grow yeah. up? Did you grow up in North Dakota then? In North Dakota, yeah. Uh, okay. Now, for the Kansas State Fair, has the fair made a complete comeback after this COVID pandemic, you think? Pretty much. I mean, our, our uh, numbers are still on the rise. You know, our cattle uh, and livestock this year may be down just a little bit uh, just because of the, the heat and everything else. Uh, but, uh, you know, our divisions, our uh, uh, exhibits and all that kind of stuff, uh, they're back uh, to pretty close to what they were before. And, and we've opened up a bunch of new uh, contests and stuff like that. So trying to, to bring a new group of people into the fair. Well, what were the attendance numbers last year? Uh, we were just shy of 316,000 people uh, in 22 or 21. Excuse me, we were about 278, 279,000 people. So, uh, getting closer to what the average, anywhere from 325 to 350,000, is what the average has been over the years. I was going to say that sounds. If my memory serves me, that's pretty close to getting back up there. Uh, yeah. Yep. Now this year's fair is scheduled for September 8th through 17th, I believe. The, what are you uh, what are you looking for in terms of uh, visitor numbers this time around? You know, um, we're seeing a lot more people talking about doing staycations, uh, you know, staying a little closer to home. So, and with all the uh, entertainment and everything that we got going on, we're hoping uh, that we are right around that 325 or even a little bit higher again this year. Um, and, and I mean that's that's our that's our hopes and dreams, but you know it just depends on how the weather uh, treats us, and uh, you know what what people uh, see as as uh, great entertainment. It's always the weather. That's the one thing Disney could never yeah. solve. What to do about the weather? So exactly. <laughs> where now? Where do our Kansas State Fair visitors? Where, where do they come from? You know, uh, on average, uh, about a hundred and fifty two hundred mile radius, but we do have them. 
you know, we, we do a little bit of research on that from Nebraska, from Missouri. We get them from Colorado into Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, but the vast majority are within a 150 to 200 mile radius of the, the Hutchison area. How is the fair funded, Brian? We are a state agency. We are what they call a fee-funded organization. Uh, what that means is what we make is what we get to spend. We do receive a yearly stipend from the state, uh, which is about $135,000, and that goes into a utility fund. But if you can Im- about imagine 10 days of the fair with all the lights and all that kind of oh. stuff going on, that really doesn't even cover it. Um, but I do have to say that the, the state legislature has been phenomenal to us over the last couple of years since I've been here. Um, they have given us, um, in the 21 session, they did give us uh, approximately $14.45 million towards upgrades on the grounds. Again, we're a state facility, so these are state-owned buildings, so it's just to, to update those. Uh, and then last year, um, during the session, I went back in and I asked for um, some additional dollars for up upgrading the lighting out here for safety, as well as upgrading the cameras that we have on the grounds. And they, they allotted us about $600,000 that we're using for those two projects. Uh, I know that the, the state fair has been in Hutch for uh, many, many years. I don't know how long, but some of those buildings... 110 years is the is how long we've been okay. around. Okay, 110 years. So some of the... Now, none of the buildings here were, are that old, are they? <laughs> There, you know, I, I I believe that there are a couple that are are pretty close to that. You know, the the Bison Arena, of which we're in the process of uh, of renovating right now, I believe is 1937. Uh, and some of the a lot of the cattle barns, all those have been torn down. Uh, and the like the the grandstand uh, stage, uh, excuse me, the grandstand seating area itself has been redone several times. Uh, but overall, I mean, I think there's maybe one or two originals. The House of Capper uh, that we just, uh, along with the foundation and the Kansas Co-op uh, group, uh, we just redid that this last year and, and opened that up. That was back in the 30s when that was opened by uh, then-Governor and uh, former Senator Arthur Capper. Hmm. All right. So how much are tickets, and where can we buy them? You know, it, uh, it right now is a great time for you to get out there. Uh, we still do have our early bird tickets uh, that go through the 7th. Uh, and if you buy those in advance, you can buy them online or you can buy them at any Dillon's location. Uh, they're $7 in advance, and on the 8th, they'll go up to 10 Children 6 to 12 are 4 in advance, and they'll go up to 6 on the 8th, and then seniors uh, are four now and will go up to six. But it, we also have great things uh, such as our, our season pass, uh, which is only $50, and that'll get you in uh, for 10 admissions if you buy that in advance. We also have like our senior packs, our couple packs, our kids packs, family packs. Each one of those is, is a great opportunity for you to get gate admission tickets, food tickets, uh, trips on like the, the State Fair Railroad or Skyride, you know, so there's lots of great opportunities. If you go out to our website, KansasStateFair.com, and click on the tickets, that'll give you a full breakdown of all of the opportunities, including like I said. Well, yeah, but you know, the price that uh, the prices you just quoted me, are, uh, I, I would say are, are very reasonable for that kind of entertainment. So how many people do you employ at the State Fair? Uh, we have 28 full-time staff uh, year-round, and then we bring in, uh, you know, between four and 500 
volunteers and other staff during the fair time. Well, I, I was that was one of my questions because uh, a lot of things in this state or in, here in Wichita don't get done if we don't have some volunteers. How many do you have, and and, and what are they doing for you? Well, you know, and that number kind of uh, varies, just depends on what projects we have. We have some uh, guests uh, services that will come in and they'll, uh, we've got some people that answer the phones for us. We have some uh, assistance out at the gates. Uh, you know, it's a wide variety of things that, that uh, some of these volunteers do come in and, and help us out with. Yeah. Now, I believe the Kansas Highway Patrol handles security. They have it for several years. And is anything new there? Yeah, yes, absolutely. And we cannot thank them enough for all of their uh, time and effort in making sure that when people are out here that we're all safe and, and protected. Um, you know, we've been working with them for many years, like you said, and, uh, you know, I think we've got our, our systems down pretty well. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Dave Golden is our on-site commander, and he is a great um, addition to our team. We meet with him on a daily basis now. And, uh, yeah, everything works just fantastic. You have, though, but you have a communication improvement. I thought I saw this the other day that uh, – have you not? Yes. Tell me yes, about that. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, since I got here two years ago, I started looking at some of the things that, uh, that we do on grounds. And one of the things that uh, I noticed is that we never really had the fire, the police, the sheriffs, uh, EMS, highway patrol – uh, you know, the hospital, everybody getting together in one room. And uh, so I got uh, all these people together and said, let's, let's kind of have a conversation. So uh, the right hand knows what the left hand is doing. So since that time, we have been meeting probably two, three, four, five times a year now, starting to put plans together. And um, with our new uh, nine, Reno 911 coordinator, uh, Kevin Irwin, we are now able to put in a 911 dispatch alongside of the Kansas Highway Patrol dispatch. So the two of them will be able to talk. So if somebody, if we were to get a, a 911 call into the Reno County uh, dispatch, they're able to basically spin their chair and say to the Highway Patrol dispatch, here's what I got, and what we're able to react a lot faster than having to hang up the phone and call um, to the other dispatch and bring them up to speed. So those two groups are going to be working very well together. We've created them a spot on the grounds. But you have a, something about the public address system. Yes. Uh, tell me about yep. that. Yeah. That was the other thing. When I when I started, I was uh, touring around with our operations manager, and I said, hey, uh, Tim, you know, how do we let people know uh, what's going on on the grounds? And he goes, well, Highway Patrol normally will jump in their carts and kind of just tell people, you know, if we have imminent weather. And I said, we don't have a public address system. They said, no, not really. So um, that is something that I went to the legislature, and that was part of the $14.45 million that we got. And uh, we worked with Hop Sound out of McPherson, and uh, they have finished putting in the, the whole system, which is, is going to be phenomenal because we can break it down by building. We can do an all-call throughout the whole grounds. Uh, we're able to uh, – we, we did some pre-recorded messages in both English and Spanish. So if we have uh, imminent weather coming our way, we're able to make a response uh, a lot quicker. 
if we were to have, uh, you know, an active shooter or an assailant come on the grounds, we're able to make announcements for people to take cover a lot easier. When we have a lost parent, because kids are never lost, it's always the parent, yeah. um, we're able to make an announcement to have uh, mom and dad or uh, or making that announcement to have Junior or Sally come up to the administration building and, and uh, you know, put them back together as a family unit. That is a huge improvement, safety-wise. Uh, yes, you're, absolutely. You're, you're listening to Issues 2023 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Kansas State Fair General Manager Brian Schultz. Brian, tell me about the giant pumpkin weigh-in. Yeah, you know, that is, that is such a cool event that we have here on the on the Kansas State Fair. Um, it is it's an opportunity for people that that love to grow uh, big produce and come in here and showcase their their uh, their wares. And last year, I mean, I, I can't remember off the top of my head how big that pumpkin was, but it was it was phenomenally huge. <laughs> and people actually, uh, you know, come in there and take their pictures with the, the pumpkin. We set up a, a, a full area um, for them to, to like a backdrop so they could take a picture with the pumpkin. It was really, really, really fun. So we're, <laughs> we're excited about having those again this year. Photo ops with the big pumpkin. Uh, is there going to be a butter sculpture this year? Absolutely. We haven't been told yet, or I haven't been told yet, what that is. So you'll definitely have to make your way over, and, and she'll start putting that together next week. So we're, we're excited about that as well. I always say the one that I remember is uh, they did Ike and Mamie Eisenhower one year. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was sure. terrific. Now, the various mm-hmm. livestock, poultry, clothing, textile exhibits all on display as usual then? Most definitely. Uh, first weekend uh, is our Grand Drive uh, weekend, and that is our uh, one of our largest uh, livestock sides. Uh, and that has just a phenomenal show, uh, bringing all these 4-H uh, kids into the grounds and FFA kids uh, into the grounds so they can show their animals. Uh, and then we have uh, the final big uh, Grand Drive event where the, the top uh, animals are, are showcased on that Saturday night. Um, and then all, yes, like textiles and, and 4-H, FFA uh, exhibits, uh, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, all that kind of stuff. They're, they're actually starting to load in a lot of that and judge right now. I know the, the quilt department uh, has got the vast majority of the quilts up already, and they are in the process of being judged. So, yeah, it, again, it's going to be a, a phenomenal year for all, all these uh, competitors to come in and, and see how they place. You know, there's always something good to eat at the fair. Tell me about the chow oh, yes. this year. You know, again, I mean, we have close to 100 food vendors on the grounds, and it's across the board of all different uh, uh, types of, of food. You've got your burgers. You've got your, uh, uh, if, if you're into more of a, a lighter lunch, uh, they have been doing stuffed cucumbers with like a chicken salad or a cream cheese. Uh, you've got... Um, the uh, Carrie's Beer Garden is doing burnt end fries and burnt end burgers. They're also doing a Wagyu burger, mm-hmm. or excuse me, a Wagyu hot dog. Uh, and we had the ability to taste these uh, a couple uh, about a month ago at the, at an open house. And it's just uh, across the, the board. I mean, just phenomenal food. Pronto popcorn pop. and. Pronto Pups, yes. On Sunday, we'll have our big uh, Pronto Pup eating contest. <laughs> so uh, okay. that that's always a, a big yeah. hit for out here. How about funnel cakes? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You can't go to a fair without getting a funnel cake. I guess not, no. 
Well, yeah, uh, I, you cotton know, candy and all that kind of stuff. What about fun rides on the Midway? We're going to have uh, some of those? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we work with North American Midway uh, or NAME, and they bring in some amazing rides for the kids. Uh, you know, everything from roller coasters to the big uh, gondola-styled uh, Ferris wheels to the, the speed rides to the kiddie rides. So uh, on average, we have about 40 rides that are out here every year. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they, they travel all over the state fairs. Uh, they, I think they were just in Illinois. And when they leave here, they go down to Tyler, Texas for the, the Southern Texas Fair. So just a very well-known uh, and very reputable carnival that comes in and, and uh, assists us with the Kansas State Fair. Well, I'm going to tell you that uh, I once served as an official starter for the race, and I'm sorry to see that the pig races are going away. Well, they're not going away. This year, they're just the we're trying to find a better spot so they're all in one area. Oh, okay. Area, yeah. Uh, so it, in the future, we will definitely be bringing them back. Um, so it is something. Yes, uh, this year we just looked at. Uh, um, that space is a little bit different. We're bringing in uh, Kenny Ahern, uh, who is a, uh, a, a comedian, uh, comedy juggler, and he has a free stage area over there that we're setting up uh, mm-hmm. just onto the north side of, of the Bison Arena. But the Joe Hedrick Petting Zoo, is it going to still be there? Absolutely. Yep. All Joe right. will be here with all of his, his animals, his goats, uh, his petting zoo, his camels, all that kind of stuff. And Absolutely. The, the pig race is one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yep. Tell yeah. me, tell so, me yeah, about. I mean, it's definitely something that we'll look at again for the future. Tell me about the entertainment at the grandstand. Give me a rundown of who you got. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in our eyes, we've got a great lineup again this year. Uh, we're going to be starting out on Friday night with Need to Breathe. Uh, a lot of people uh, have known them as more on the Christian side. They've gone into more of the rock side. Uh, so that will be a phenomenal show. That starts at eight. Uh, excuse me, at seven thirty on uh, Friday the eighth. On Saturday, we have uh, country artist Carly Pierce with Megan Maroney opening up for her. Again, these two are just uh, top in the charts. Amazing. Uh, that will be Saturday. That show starts at uh, 7.30. And then on Sunday, we, you know, we've traditionally had a comedy uh, type of event, and we continued that this year. Uh, Rob Schneider, who has been a comedian and an actor for many, many years, uh, will be on stage, and he will uh, have Byron Kennedy opening up for him. Uh, Monday night, we are going into uh, our Demolition Derby again. That starts at 730. Uh, Tuesday night, we have Cooper Allen, and opening for him is Frank Ray. These are both new and up-and-coming country stars. Cooper Allen is a young individual that got really, really popular on TikTok and has started making a big name for himself, and that will be just a phenomenal concert. Uh, Wednesday night has traditionally been our Christian night, and we have Matthew West and Ann Wilson um, for our event this year, and uh, again, doing a phenomenal job. We actually put together a state fair choir that will be singing with Matthew uh, with one of his brand new songs, so we're very excited about that. We're working with uh, Sterling College to bring in a choir for that. Um, Thursday is going to be a phenomenal night in, in my eyes. Uh, I've known these guys for about uh, 16 years. It's a band out of Minneapolis, Minnesota called Hairball. They are an 80s tribute band. Uh, you have two lead singers. One is always uh, off stage, getting ready to come on stage. So when they do come on stage, you see uh, like uh, Gene Simmons from, uh, from Kiss, full makeup, full garb, everything. Uh, you'll see... 
uh, Twisted Sister. I mean, it just depends on, on who they are going to run that night, but it can be all of that from Queen to Prince to uh, any of the 80s rock bands. And, and it's just a, a great night, about two hours straight, uh, pyrotechnics and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Um, we decided this year that we needed to look at our diversity in uh, the entertainment we bring on to our grandstand stage. So we reached out to a regional Hispanic band out of ne- uh, Mexico uh, called La Fiera de Ojinaga, and uh, they are going to uh, be on our stage on Friday, uh, September the 15th. Um, sun- Saturday, uh, we're going back to our uh, pop and we brought in a opener of Disco Line. He is a EMD or EDM, excuse me, electronic dance music. So he's a, a disc jockey, and we'll be opening it for Jarul, uh, and '90s and early 2000s uh, pop star. And then we're going to close out the Kansas State Fair on Sunday afternoon at four o'clock with our Monster Truck Show. Ah, Monster Truck. All right. Any, was anything uh, new and different this year that you would like to mention? You know, we, we've got some great other free stage uh, entertainment. Uh, we're bringing in uh, iFlip, which is an aerial acrobatic show. That'll be right oh. up here, uh, right off of uh, the main gate. Uh, last year, we had a high dive act, and this is uh, from the same company. They'll be doing a lot of aerial acrobat uh, show, and they'll do like the, the trampoline walls and the trampoline uh, speed tramp where they do cartwheels and flips down uh, a speed tramp. Uh, we also have Victor Trevino coming in on uh, the 16th on Saturday night. He'll be at the People's Bank and Trust Arena. It's a free show. He is an Elvis tribute uh, singer, does a phenomenal job, very well recognized within uh, Elvis's camp. Um, we also have uh, the Chiefs, the, the Kansas Lottery Chiefs Red Friday event that's coming in. We're having Blaine Howard over on the People's Bank and Trust Arena stage for a free concert, along with Casey Wolf and the Chiefs Rumble Drumline. Mm. So we're telling people to come out and uh, wear their, their Chiefs colors and, and uh, you know, take part in that. Uh, so the fairground's active year-round. You don't just sit idle. What, what are the things going at the fair when, when the fair, and when the fairgrounds, when the fair is not in season? What are the things oh, absolutely. You know, we do between uh, 550 and 600 events on a on an annual basis. Uh, those can be broke down to quinceañeras, weddings, uh, dog shows, cattle shows, uh, pigeon shows, rabbit shows. I mean, any type of livestock show, we have it on the grounds. Uh, we also have, like, the Mennonite release sale on the grounds. Uh, we have several big, well-known uh, cattle shows. Um, right after fair, two weeks after fair, we have the Kansas Junior Livestock Show. Um, we also have, uh, I think it's once a month, we have the uh, flea market on the grounds. So, I mean, it, it's a vast majority of things mm-hmm. that for rentals that we do here on the grounds. Let me interrupt you. We're running out of time. But what, what is, do you think is the economic impact of the Kansas State Fair on, your, on this area? You know, I, I looked, I think there was one done in uh, like 2017, and it was anywhere from 71 to $100 million is what the economic impact of the Kansas State Fair uh, played on Hutch and the state. What gets you excited about going to work in the morning? Just the smiles on everybody's faces. 
Uh, and, you know, that's one of the big things that during fair time, I love to run out on the grounds and stop people and say, hey, what, what brought you to the fair today? And they said, you know, we love coming here. We've been coming here since we were kids. Um, you know, I've heard the stories of I met my wife in the livestock barn. We were both showing cattle. <laughs> uh, I, I kissed my first girl on the double Ferris wheel out in the carnival area. Uh, you know, my, my grandparents met here. We love coming out and sharing, uh, you know, the Ambucks ice cream or uh, a, a Pronto Pup, whatever it is. So it's just hearing all the great things that bring people out here to the Kansas State Fair. Kansas State Fair, September 8th through the 17th. Thank you for being with us this morning, and uh, best of luck to you this year. Our guest Thank is- you very much. Yeah, just go out to the website, kansasstatefair.com. Everything that you need to know, planning your visit, it's all there. And Kansas. we appreciate you, and you have a wonderful day. Kansas State Fair General Manager Brian Schultz. That's all for this edition of Issues 2023. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.